Look with me in Job chapter 13. Job chapter 13. Thank you for your faithfulness. And man, on a holiday weekend like this, uh, I figured this morning that we wouldn't have a lot of people here today. And we have a lot out traveling, a lot sick, so many things going on. But God has blessed it today. Uh, we had a good crowd, but just a wonderful service. What a great, great spirit was in the Lord's house. And I'll tell you what, it was started by about a 12-year-old boy this morning because he brought the Spirit of God in with him, and I guarantee you it was just good. And uh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord for what he's doing in this place. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being so faithful to the Lord. And uh, regardless of how faithful that you are or how long you've been faithful, the devil will do anything he can to throw you off and make you stumble. He will do everything he can, whether it's trials in your life, uh, whether it's bringing all against somebody or hurt feelings, whatever he can do, the devil do, will do anything he can to throw you off and get you to stop being faithful. I am thankful for your faithfulness. God is thankful for your faithfulness. In class tonight, Brother Jeff was talking about the chaff. The chaff is that substance, the outer shell that just blows in the wind. The ungodly are compared to the chaff, but also the saved people uh, in the New Testament are compared to that chaff uh, being carried about by so many different things. It is so hard that once you get your eyes on Jesus and want to live right and do right, it is so hard to maintain those ways before the Lord. But child of God, God has called us to maintain our ways. He has called us to be faithful. He's called us to be dedicated. He's called us to be steadfast. Not anything in the way in the world should stand in the way between you and God. Nothing should come between you and the Lord. Notice Job 13. This is a man who has gone through everything life could throw at him. This is a man who was tempted by his own wife to commit suicide and to end his life. This was how bad that it got with this man. And we have read the beginning of the story. We've read the end of the story. And we know that Job was a faithful man of God. And he prayed and he talked to the Lord. He was a servant of God. Even when he lost everything, the Bible said that he went immediately to the Lord. He fell down and he began to pray and he blessed God. Let me tell you something. That's easy to do when everything's going good. But when everything falls to pieces, it's hard to fall on our face. And it's hard to give it to God. Notice what Job said, Job 13, and in verse 15. One verse, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to maintain our ways before you. Lord, everything in the world is thrown at us to not maintain our ways. Help us, Lord, to maintain our ways. Help me, Lord, to maintain my ways. It's everyday work. It's everyday getting up, trusting you, Lord. Lord, it's constant. It's daily. Lord, the battle is real. The battle is constant. It's ever before us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to maintain our ways. We love you and we praise you. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Notice what Job said. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Job went through all of these things. And for a lot of people, these things would have been the breaking point. But this was not the breaking point for Job. He said, I don't care what I go through. I'm going to keep trusting the Lord. 
while his friend said, trust other things, turn your back against God, don't trust in him anymore, Job said, I'm going to keep trusting God. If you're going to maintain your ways before the Lord, you trust Him when it doesn't even make sense. If you're going to be steadfast and faithful to God, you keep going to church and you keep praying and you keep reading your Bible, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's not convenient, and even when you don't want to anymore. Amen? You keep on. You trust Him. Notice what He said. But I will maintain my own ways before him. And all the things that Job did before the disasters came, Job maintained those ways before the Lord even after they came through his life. He maintained during those times. It is so hard to maintain during those tough times. It is so hard to maintain, to keep on going, keep on serving God, remaining faithful to the Lord. It's easy to be like that chaff in the wind. It's easy to let anything in the world pick us up and carry us off but let me tell you something we got to trust in the Lord we got to do exactly what Job did no matter how hard it is no matter how bad it is we keep trusting God and we maintain our ways before him let me tell you it's going to be worth it I know the world tells us it's not worth it. Turn your back against God. Don't serve Him anymore. Don't keep teaching that class. Don't keep going to church. That's what the world tells you. That's what the devil tells you. But I promise when you see Christ, it's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. So how do we do this? How do we maintain our ways? Well, look with me in Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to point out a few things real quick of how to maintain our ways before the Lord. Let me tell you something. It's work. It's work. If you think you're going to breeze through Christianity, if you're just going to slide through, it's not going to happen. You can't put it on cruise control and serve the Lord at the same time. It's constant work. In Hebrews 12 and verse 1, number one, the believer must deny any dead weight. If you're going to maintain your way before the Lord, you're going to have to deny any dead weight in your life. Notice what he said in verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The moment you got saved did not mean that you're going to be perfect till you get to glory land. There's going to be times in your life that sin is going to come up in your life. The temptation of sin is going to be there. Little things are going to creep in. And there's going to be times in your life that sin is going to creep in. It's going to come into your life. And if you want to maintain your ways before God, you be ready to shed that sin when it enters into your life. You be quick and you be fast to fall upon your face in repentance. The Bible said you run from sin. You run from the temptation. You flee from it. I'm not telling you to get in the sin. I'm telling you to get out of the sin. Run from the sin. But may I tell you, sin's coming because you're a sinner. But when sin comes, we need to, to do exactly what the Apostle Peter did and we bitterly about what we've done to God. Be under conviction about it and lay it down. Lay it down. If you want to maintain your ways before the Lord and you want to keep on serving God, then you be quick to lay down those sins because those things will creep up so much and we'll be in this religious 
embrace and we'll be walking and we'll be doing everything. And before we know it, we're carrying all these things around and we get weighted down and loaded down with all of this sin. Let me tell you something. You cannot run your race loaded down with sin. you got to get rid of it. It doesn't make sense to carry it with you. Not when you have a place to take it to. <laughs> Amen? It doesn't make sense for us to carry these things around in our life. If you want to maintain your ways before God, you be quick to fall on your face and ask for forgiveness of your sins. Every day. You say, preacher, you mean every day? Every day. Every day. At the end of your day, I want to encourage you. You go through your heart. You fall on your face in prayer and you go through your heart. And you go through that day and you pick apart everything that you've done. And you ask God for mercy and forgiveness. And He's faithful and He's just to forgive you of your sins. Let me tell you, every night if you fall on your face... You say, God, I don't know what I've done. If I've done something today, reveal it to me. Show it to me, Lord. And He'll show it to you if you ask for it, okay? And when He shows it to you, be quick. God, forgive me. Here it is. Here it is. You won't maintain your ways. You be quick to fall on your face and get right with the Lord. Don't carry it around. Notice verse 2. Number one, we must deny sin. Number three, we, or number two, excuse me, we must get our eyes fixed on Christ. Notice number two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So how should I maintain my ways before the Lord? Number one, I've got to put the sin down. Number two, I've got to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I've got to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. Let me tell you something. I entered this Christianity race by loving the Lord. The Old Testament said, you love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Child of God, that should never change in your life. That should never change. You don't ever get so spiritually mature that you quit loving God. You don't ever get so heavenly minded that you quit loving God. Well, I don't need that simple stuff anymore. It's the simple stuff that started this race. It's the simple stuff that's going to get you through this race. I'm telling you, a good healthy dose of love for the Lord. And when you love God, you're going to keep your eyes on God. And you're going to keep focused on the Lord. I'm telling you, as God's people, we got to put our eyes on Christ. The devil's throwing everything at us so that we'll look at things in this world. We'll look at this and we'll look at that and we'll get discouraged by this and get discouraged by that. The Bible says for us not to look there. He says for us to look at Christ and keep our eyes on Him. I love when uh, Moses was in Egypt and all the, man, he had all the thrills and he could have had everything that he wanted, but he took off and he ran from the, the wrath of the king and the king was trying to kill him, but he kept on going. Because the Bible said that he kept his eyes on the one that is invisible. <laughs> he maintained and he got through it by faith because he kept his eyes on the one that he couldn't see. I've never seen Jesus with these eyes, but I've seen him with these eyes. And he's real and he's on his throne and he exists. And if I keep my eyes on him, if I stay in love with Jesus every day, I'll be able to maintain my ways before him. Let me tell you something. Don't ever get away from loving the Lord. Don't ever get away from loving God. Love the Lord. You love Him. 
My dad used to tell us, Daddy, if we don't want to do this and we wouldn't get along, my dad used to tell her, listen, we're a family. We're going to love each other whether we want to or not. And we're going to smile about it whether we want to or not because that's what God's called us to do, to love, to love, to love. You love God. You love Him through everything. Let me tell you something. Job was in it. Job had lost his kids. Job had lost everything. But he didn't lose his love for Jesus. He didn't lose his love for Jesus. When you have nothing else, you can always go back to that relationship with him. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Notice Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We must deny sin. We must keep our eyes fixed on Christ. In Ephesians 6. We must find our strength in the Lord. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We need to be strong, people. We need to be strong. We can't afford to be weak. We can't afford to be sissy Christians. Y'all hear me? We can't afford to be sissies in the work of the Lord. We've got to be strong. We've got to be strong, not in our might, not in our mind, not in our wisdom, but we need to be strong in the Lord. Notice what he said here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, brethren, be strong in the Lord, but then he says, put on the armor. Put on the armor. If we're going to run this race, if we're going to maintain our ways before the Lord, we're going to have to put on the armor. But the general's still in control, ain't he? Putting on the armor is just obedience to the Lord. It's obedience to our commander. The commander said, don't go to the battlefield without armor on. God said, put on the whole armor of God. We're to put on these things to pre prepare us for what we're going to face. Notice what he said in verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I believe if we'll submit ourselves to God and seek His power and seek His strength and put on the whole armor of God, there is nothing in this world that this world can throw you to stop you and make you stumble. You want, you want to thrive through the trials? You want to get through all of this? You be strong in the Lord tonight. You be strong in God and you put on the whole armor of God. If you want to maintain your ways, you better put your seatbelt on and you better put the Word of God on and you better put the, the breastplate on and you better put the helmet on because the battle's coming and the fiery darts are coming and the enemy's coming. He's already there. Hello? He's here. He's working on us. We better get ready. How are we going to do this? We've got to be strong in the Lord. But notice what he said in verse 13. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now notice this. And having done all to stand. That's my favorite part of all of this. That's where we fall short is we haven't done all to stand. Christians say, well, preacher, I'm trying to stand. Have we really? He said, having done all to stand. Let me tell you something. You do your part, God's going to do His part. You ain't got to worry about God doing His part. He's going to do His. Amen? I'm worried about me doing my part. Having done all to stand. What is my part? 
What do I have to do? Is this a work involved? No, it's called faith. It's called trusting the Lord. Being strong in the Lord and, and, and letting Him fight your battles is coming to the place, God, I can't do this. I need you to do this for me. And if you're going to maintain your ways before the Lord, you're going to have to come to this place spiritually where you're willing to let God fight your battles for you. Miss V, you just said it. He don't need us as much as we think. God's got this. He's got the power. He has the authority. He has the ability to do above, exceeding above. I like that. To do exceeding above anything that we imagine. Exceeding above. He can do it. If we give it to Him. Notice this next one, Romans chapter 12. If you're with me, say amen. How to maintain your ways. You deny weight. You deny that sin. You keep your eyes fixed on Christ. You find strength in the Lord. And number four, you put your all on the altar. What, is that, what does that mean? That's a surrenderance. That's a 100% I don't care what happens. I don't care what is thrown this way. I don't care what goes on. I'm here. That's it. I'm yours, Lord. Notice what he said in Romans 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, I like, like that, reasonable service, logical. It makes sense to give your body back to the Lord. To present yourself a living sacrifice. He said in verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You are going to have to surrender your life to Christ. If you're going to maintain your ways, there's going to have to be a time in your life where you have had enough of the devil and the world and you say, I don't care what the world does. I don't care what the devil does. I don't care what my family does. As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. And that's where Joshua got to. He got sick and tired of the Israelites going back and forth and he finally said, listen, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to serve the Lord. Let me tell you, this man had some resolve. Child of God, we need some resolve. And we are so much like the chaff. And man, if our feelings get hurt or this or that, we're just, we're everywhere. And as Christians, we got to stop that. We got to stop that. Me and Miss Joanne was just talking before church. And we're talking about hurt feelings and hurt this and hurt that. And Miss Joanne said, well, you can hurt my feelings all you want to. I ain't going nowhere. And I told, I told Brother Trey not long ago, I said, well, I don't care who likes me, don't like me. God wants me at promised land. I'm going to be a promised land. And I'm going to be there till God moves me. We got to get some resolve. And we got to quit letting feelings dictate and determine how we act and how we respond as Christians. And we got to get mature enough in the Lord that we don't let bitterness and hard feelings get in the way. And we get some resolve in the Lord. And I don't care who I get along with or don't get along with. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Well, we'll go to promised land if this one ain't going there no more. Did you go to promised land because that one was there to begin with? I hope you came to promised land because Jesus is at promised land. Well, last time I checked, Jesus ain't left promised land. Amen? I hope he don't ever leave promised land. If he does, you better go too. You better follow him. Let me tell you something. We need some resolve. 
We need to quit letting feelings and circumstances dictate the way we act and how we do as Christians. We need to get our eyes fixed on Jesus. And when there's sin in our life, we need to be willing to run to Him and say, Jesus, here they are. <laughs> and then when battles come, when He learn how to say, Lord, here it is. And then He needs you to stay put. He needs you to stay put, stay on the firing line, and keep on going. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Oh, I pray that God will find me faithful, faithful to His ways when He returns. He's coming. Did y'all hear my sermon Sunday? Did y'all see what our president did the very next day when he went to Israel from Saudi Arabia? Did y'all see when he went to the Palestinian president and he said, you mark my words, I am the man that will get this deal done. You better get ready, child of God. He's coming. The king is coming. He's on his way. And I hope he finds us faithful. Maintain your ways before the Lord. Hey, it's tough. It's hard. It's rough. You get some resolve. I don't care what's happening. As for me and my house. As for me and my house. I love what Joshua did. He didn't say, as for my house. He said, as for me first, and then my house. For you speak for your house, you speak for yourself. And you get some resolve within your heart, and you maintain your ways before the Lord. And let me tell you something, God's going to bless faithfulness. He's going to bless dedication. I loved it when Miss Joanne said that. Well, I don't care. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> ain't that awesome? When the boat's rocking, people will choo, choo, choo. But it's when you hold on. And when you hold on, and when them waves finally settle down, the peace comes back. Man, I'll tell you what, it's awesome when you stay on board and you don't jump ship and you just hold on because when the peaceful times comes, boy, isn't it sweet. Man, to enjoy that, to just maintain your ways before the Lord. Child of God, you know where you are spiritually. You know why God has used this tonight. Whatever's going on in your heart and life, these altars are open. I want to encourage you to come. Brother Norman, you come. Let's prepare for a hymn of invitation. Let's stand tonight. If there's a decision you need to make, I want to invite you to do that at this time. If you need to be saved, if you need to join this church, if you've been saved and you need to uh, make a profession of faith tonight, would you do that this evening? These altars are open. Let's maintain our ways before the Lord.